Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. My name is Esteban Bailey, and joining me today is Daniel Machea, a writer on ManCitySquare.com. Today, we are previewing the champions of England, Manchester City. Now, Man City won the Premier League last year with a record-setting 100 points. They set so many records last year, it's actually kind of hard to put them all in, but here's a few. They had the most goals in a season, 106, most away points, 50, most wins, 32, most away wins, 16, best goal difference, plus 79, and of course, they broke the record for most consecutive wins in the Premier League with 18. They were all conquering last season. They finished ahead of their Mancunian rivals, Manchester United. They also won the Carabao Cup against Arsenal, and they beat Chelsea twice, they beat Tottenham twice, they beat... Arsenal twice. They famously beat Liverpool 5-1 to open the season, or near the beginning of last season. And they were by far and away the best team in England, maybe even the best team England has ever seen. But let's not just look at the positives. Let's look at some of the things that made it a not-so-perfect season as well. They didn't win the FA Cup. They lost to Wigan Athletic in the fifth round. They were... There were legitimate talks that they could potentially go the, season, uh, the entire season unbeaten, but Liverpool... Famously beat them 3-2 in January. And of course, in the Champions League, Liverpool got even more revenge by winning 5-1 on aggregate to eliminate the Champions, the Manchester City team in the quarterfinals. So Man City has proved that Pep Guardiola's tactics can dominate in almost any part of the world. But it seems that the Champions League is the one big thing that everybody is looking at Manchester City to really accomplish. Now, Pep Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League in a long time. He never won with Bayern Munich, and it's been a long time since his all-conquering Barcelona team of the early 2010s. Now, Daniel, do you want to tell me a little bit about the roster and what kind of what's the mood for Manchester City this season? Well, I mean, the preseason was extremely positive. Uh, if you saw Guardiola's preseason squad, it contained a lot of youth. So you had Brahim Diaz, Phil Foden, uh, Lucas Lemecha, who got a goal against um, Bayern Munich in the last game of that famous uh, comeback. And then in the Community Shield, after using so much youth in preseason, we expected to see a team containing names that uh, people might not have seen before. But instead, Guardiola used his, um, pretty much his first team. So we saw. Some World Cup stars in there. Sergio Aguero, who scored twice. Carl uh, Walker was in there. Claudio Bravo, who looks like he might be staying at the club. So Guardiola's got the, the mix right in pre-season because he allowed youth players to get a lot of experience against top teams. We played Borussia Dortmund, Liverpool and Bayern Munich. And then uh, in the Community Shield uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we won 2-0. And uh, there were plenty of, of big names. And... Also, Phil Foden, who, who really looks quite impressive. So, um, yeah, in terms of the team, it's all looking very positive. We've we've brought in Riyad Mahrez from Leicester, club record, 60 million fee. Uh, and then we've we've uh, acquired a, a Dutch defender as well, Philippe Sandler, 21-year-old. Started out in the Ajax youth team, moved on to PEC, uh, Spoiler. And um, 
yeah, I mean, everything so far in preseason has looked very positive. Guardiola's uh, his his interviews have all been very cheerful, and I think the the afterglow of the title win is just still shimmering through. And hopefully, we can carry it carry the momentum through into the uh, the early stages of this season. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that Riyad Mahrez transfer now. I I. I, I... I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of Arsenal. I love attacking football. But my question is, how can Pep Guardiola possibly incorporate so much attacking talent into one squad? I mean, it did not seem like this team needed a player of Riyad Mahrez's ability, and yet they broke the transfer fee, or not the transfer fee, but they broke Leicester City's transfer fee by acquiring him for almost 50 million pounds or somewhere around that fee. And it seems like, I'm just, I would love for you to explain to me how Manchester City is, why, why they seem to be getting, like the rich becomes richer. Well, I mean, in terms of how it all fits in, I think that is a worry because um, we're sort of Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool team. Too many attackers can prove top heavy. I mean, when Coutinho was playing for Liverpool, there were just far too many attackers and it left them exposed at the back. And I think, although the Mario signing is a really, really good acquisition, if if Guardiola plans to play all of the attackers, so Sterling, Sane, Aguero, De Bruyne, Silva and Mahrez, I mean, it, it could it could leave Man City exposed at the back, which after last season uh, would be a real backwards turn. So in terms of the team, it, it could be a, a sign that kind of hinders Man City's progress. But um, I mean, otherwise, uh, Mahrez could be a, a really, really positive player. But if he's going to be, he, he's going to have to replace a, a surefire starter. So Sane or Sterling is going to have to drop to the bench if Man City are going to remain balanced. And, uh, yeah, in terms of the money, I mean, Guardiola's been smart in this transfer window. I mean, the, the, the beginning of last season, he, he splashed out. He, he used the, the finance. He had the financial backing to bring plenty of, of top players. Carl Walker for £50 million, John Stones for £50 million. Uh, he put Sane into the team after his transfer a couple of years back. Danilo, Benjamin Mendy, who unfortunately didn't play that much. And even though Mario is 60 million, it it looks like a lot compared to last season. It's it's barely any. And I think Guardiola has been smart because um, the way he he got the team together, he got the old players and the new players and banded them together last season to create something that was ultimately in the Premier League uh, unstoppable. So he's, uh, he's concentrated on building that team, and hopefully Mahrez is a good addition. So Guardiola, when he was at Barcelona, had that famous season where they won every single trophy that they were going for. They won the Super Cup, they won the Copa del Rey, they won La Liga, they won the Champions yeah. League, they won every trophy imaginable, the Club World Cup, etc. Do you think that there's any possibility that Manchester City could go on a season quite like that? I mean, you know, they have probably the best squad in England, just pure pound-for-pound pound roster. Of course, the addition of Mahrez helps him with that, gives him, even though it seems like he may not fit into the team or he'll have to replace a starter, he gives him a, a lot of depth as well. Um, and that should help for the Champions League fixtures and, of course, all the midweek fixtures with the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. Um, do you think that there's a possibility that Manchester City could have not only a better season than last season, but they could be like a Barcelona-style conquering squad that just destroys every competition they're in? Well, I mean, after the Premier League last season, I think anything is possible. I mean, you've, you've got to take it into consideration that at one point, Manchester City were looking at a quadruple and unbeaten season. Unfortunately, it did peter out a bit in terms of the Champions League and the FA Cup. But, 
yeah, you're right. The, the depth that Mahrez provides means that um, Manchester City do have that chance. I think if, if Guardiola wants to get back to Champions League uh, dominance, he, he's got to utilise the, the depth. So maybe Sane in the Premier League, Mahrez in the uh, in the Champions League, or vice versa. But um, but the way the youth are playing in pre-season suggests that they can certainly uh, combat lower league teams in the early stages of the Carabao Cup and the, the FA Cup. So I think the, the early rounds of those competitions could be dealt with quite easily. Uh, but the big one, the big one is the Champions League. Obviously, Guardiola is going to want to prioritise the Premier League again, as he did last season. But if Manchester City are going to be the, the all-conquering, dominating team that all their fans hope that they are, it's got it's got to it's got to be the Champions League, and that is difficult balancing out the two because the Premier League is such a competitive dog eat dog environment that um, dominating in both leagues is is, is, is well it's, it's proved impossible so far. So that's why you've got to credit Guardiola for what he achieved at Barcelona because it really was a, a, an un, otherworldly uh, achievement. Yeah, certainly. Now I want to let's. We, we've been talking how wonderful this team is and just it's it is a really great team and obviously we'll get to our expectations for the season at the end of the show but I want to ask you if you could pick one weakness that you've seen from this squad or you think that could potentially maybe not derail their season but let's say they're in the deeper stages of the Champions League this weakness is what's going to harm them you could pick a player you could pick a tactical system if I had to pick I'd say it's probably Fernandinho we've been saying this for the last few years that at some point he's going to fall off the wagon uh, we saw a little bit of that in the World Cup when his performance against Belgium was, uh, for Brazil was truly reprehensible and it basically cost them a spot in the semifinals. Now, do you think Fernandinho might be the biggest weak link in this squad or do you have something else that you maybe want to think that is uh, the weakest part? Well, yeah, Fernandinho has been a fantastic servant for Man City over the years, but uh, you can't get away from the fact that he is aging. 33 years old, it's, um, he's getting on a bit. That's why it was a real shame when the Jorginho transfer fell through. I think he would have been a, a really superb signing, a lot more useful and enterprising than Morris. Um, so, yeah, I think Fernandinho probably would be the weakest link. Manchester City have been linked with Marco Verratti, Thiago Alcantara, but neither of those transfers seem to be materialising. So, if Fernandinho does start that opening game of the season against Arsenal, it will really give an indication of how the season's going to go for him. And if it doesn't go too well, then you've got to be thinking that Manchester City could be derailed by his his frailties. But you've also got to look at the defence. I mean, last season, Otamendi was, in the most part, pretty good, pretty solid. John Stones can prove a bit of a liability at times, but he was, he was, he was solid, he was good as well. So hopefully those two are, are, are progressing. But... If they go back to how they used to be, so Otamendi's had some shaky times for Manchester City, Stones also, uh, companies plagued with injury, so I don't know if he's a viable option as the season goes on, but if Otamendi and Stones do stay fit and they do progress, and I think that could be a strong area, but if one of them gets injured, uh, if, if they start to lose their form, I think with Fernandinho not being the, the greatest cover in front of them anymore, as he's ageing, as I said before, um, that centre of the park, that midfield, defensive midfield to the centre-back could be where Manchester City lose it a bit and where in the later stages of the season uh, they start to get a bit leggy and a bit tired. So 
all right, so my, my final uh, question before we get into what we think our expectations are is, and this has to do a little bit with expectations, uh, Liverpool is clearly much improved this summer. The Naby Keita signings, the Jordan Shakiri signing. I mean, they've made a lot of smart transfer window dealings, of course, and there's Virgil van Dijk and a lot of really great players on Liverpool, and of course they beat Manchester City three times last season. Um, Manchester United has had a kind of rough summer a lot of their world cup stars have not returned yet Mourinho is going on the media you know doing a woe is me kind of attitude which he always does but it seems a little more pointed this summer do you think there's any possibility that maybe Liverpool or even Manchester United or even someone outside of those two or maybe someone in the top six could pip uh, Manchester City for the Premier League title well obviously the Manchester City fans will disagree straight away they'll, they'll jump down anyone's throat that says that but um I think as well as Liverpool, who on the face of it have some really, really top signings, uh, obviously Manchester United always a candidate. But I think you've got to look at Chelsea. I mean, even though the, the Community Shield suggested that they're not quite ready under Maurizio Sarri, I think Chelsea will prove Manchester City's greatest rivals for the title this season and might even pit them because Chelsea seem to work in a pattern. They seem to win the title under a new manager and the next season it all goes wrong. That pattern was continued with Antonio Conte, won the title superbly in his first season with some fantastic tactics. And then the next season, it all seemed to go a bit downhill. But I think Sarri, they've got a manager in Sarri that really knows what he's doing. Tactics-wise, he's really um, switched on. Uh, for Napoli, they were so close to the, the Serie A, which obviously is beating Juventus. is a class that no one has managed to do in, in eight years. So yeah, I think Chelsea... Uh, the team to watch out for Man City. Uh, obviously, they've come up against each other in the Community Shield already, but I'm not really going to count that as a, a really competitive game. So when they meet in December, I think that's when we can really gauge uh, who the title contenders will be. And you're not worried at all about Liverpool, or you're not worried about Liverpool, even though they seem to be a stronger team than last season, and they, you know, obviously beat Manchester United City several times. I think. Um, well, the one thing that I'd say about Guardiola, one of the really things that I'd give, give him credit for last season is that despite all the new signings, he brought in a load of new players, got rid of the dead weight, and they all seemed to fire straight away. Uh, they, they knew what they were doing, they were working as a team as if they'd been playing with each other for years. And I just, I have a feeling that Liverpool won't be able to get that sort of chemistry, that sort of combinations with their new players. You've got so many of them. Alisson, obviously the goalkeeper, um, got Naby Kisi, you've got Fabinho, you've got Shakiri, and I really don't see where Shakiri's going to fit in with uh, the the famous three-pronged attack of Salah and Mane and Firmino. And then you've got the, the two defensive midfielders are strong, and uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain obviously out injured for a while, but uh, I think what they had last season, especially in the Champions League, was near good enough, and I think just one or two signs would have really honed in on their talent, but I think Jurgen Klopp has really gone overboard a bit so if he does include all those new signings in that first lineup of the season then I'm not sure if they'll be able to combine as well as uh, people assume pretty interesting so let's go into the final part of the show where we talk a little bit about our expectations for the season um, I think it's pretty clear that we both I, I think you think that Manchester City is going to win the title am I right yeah, I think they will get uh, that second in a row. I'm in, agree- I'm in agreement with you. I think we haven't seen a repeat champion in a long time, and I do think that this Manchester City team should do it. They have the most talent. They probably have the best coach. They should be able to do it. It, it, it would be quite a season if they don't. But 
let's not move with those expectations. Tell me, do you think that they're going to win the Champions League this year? Do you think they're going to win the FA Cup this year? Do you think they're going to repeat as a Carabao Cup champions? I mean, yeah, it's difficult to say. Champions League, I don't think Manchester City are quite there. I think it's been a long time since Guardiola won it. And I still don't think Manchester City will get there. I think maybe quarterfinals, perhaps semifinals. But I think it will be a Spanish giant. Maybe Barcelona will get it get it back. Real Madrid under their new manager, Lopetegui. Uh, Bayern Munich are always up there. A Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo, completely new prospect. So I think Champions League, there's too many European juggernauts to consider. I, I think Manchester City will just fall short again. FA Cup, always interesting. I think Unai Emery, Arsenal manager, will be eyeing that one up. Maurizio Sarri, Chelsea also. But um, obviously the Premier League, I think they're going to win. Carabao Cup, I think, yep, yeah, Manchester City have a good chance. They seem to know what they're doing in that competition. Guardiola utilised the youth in that competition last season very well. And I think, yeah, I think I think the Premier League and the, the League Cup will win again uh, and maybe get to the semi-finals of the Champions League rather than just the quarters. That's, a, that's interesting. I, I actually do think that Manchester City is probably... One of, I think there's a new era in the Champions League, so I think Manchester City probably has a better chance and you're probably giving them for the, for the Champions League title. But, well, you know, we'll have to see the... We'll have to see this when it all occurs, but uh, that's our Manchester City preview. Thank you, thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on the show. Uh, if you want to read any of your writings, you can go to mancitysquare.com. Uh, do you want to plug your Twitter handle or anything like that? Yeah, um, it is at DanielMachea7, uh, and obviously follow the Man City Square Twitter account as well. You'll get regular updates on City and hopefully on their quest to winning the Premier League title. <laughs> yeah, well said so thank you for coming on this is the top flight podcast uh the premier league season is right upon us and it's going to be i think one of the best seasons we've ever had but it's always like that so please keep coming on to our feed to listen to more podcasts as we just as we go through the entire season thank you so much see you soon